This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Maria Bartiromo. I'm Brian Kilmeade. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, June 28th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. One of the worst events of the war has happened in central Ukraine with a Russian missile strike against a busy shopping mall in the city of Kremenchuk. President Volodymyr Zelensky says some 1,000 people were in there at the time. We have seen a lot more missile strikes than we have been in recent weeks. Over 60 this past weekend, and then, of course, the Kremenchuk strike yesterday. So on the ground, there's a bit more of a tense feeling. This is the Fox News Rundown. War on Ukraine. Precise, personal, powerful. Is America's weather team in the palm of your hands? Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. President Zelensky calls this Russian missile strike one of the most daring terrorist attacks in European history. At least 18 people were killed, with many more injured as Russia has intensified their missile assaults against Ukrainian infrastructure and civilian targets across the country. We know at least 18 people have been killed. There are some reports today from Ukrainian media that that it's 20 people who are killed. We're speaking today with Fox News reporter Nate Foy, who's in Lviv, Ukraine. The numbers that we have confirmed to this point is 18 dead, 59 injured, and 36 missing. So with that amount of people missing, obviously, you worry that the death toll is going to rise. Uh, The big question, John, is... You know, did Russia do this on purpose? The G7 leaders, as soon as this happened, put out a statement calling it a war crime. President Zelensky calls it terrorism, whereas Russia claims that they didn't even hit the shopping mall directly. The Ministry of Defense claims they hit a weapons depot nearby that was storing Western military aid and ammunition, which then caused an explosion and fire at the shopping mall. Um, So, Either way, obviously, it's a tragedy. And as you mentioned, we have seen a lot more missile strikes than we have been in recent weeks, over 60 this past weekend. And then, of course, the Kremenchuk strike yesterday. So uh, it's definitely, you know, on the ground, there's a bit more of a tense feeling. For sure. I was going to ask you, like, what's it like being there right now when you know Russia is ramping up these missile strikes? How are you feeling about it? What are you hearing people saying, knowing that any time, I mean, these missiles have been hitting a number of civilian areas? Well, first off, the strength of the Ukrainian people is so admirable. Um, they, they really have me in awe just talking to them. Their resilience is inspiring. Um, we are in Lviv. We've been in Lviv for over two weeks, which is in western Ukraine. Now, this is a city, it's not a safe haven. We, we've had, you know, air raid sirens go off multiple times. Uh, in fact, we had, I think, three in one day on Sunday, I think it was. Um, And over the weekend, a military um, building got hit by a Russian strike between where we are and the Polish border. So it's certainly not a safe haven, but there's obviously a lot less activity here than there is in the east or or central Ukraine, specifically in the past couple days. But um, it's interesting because people here are optimistic. However, this is a place where businesses have come from the east 
and set up shop here. So the economy here is actually thriving, but the World Bank projects that the economy in Ukraine is going to shrink by 45%. So I don't think that Lviv is an accurate representation of the entire country. I can tell you that my photographer Randall and I are um, set to go to Kiev later this week. It's certainly something to answer your question about how we're feeling. You, you definitely, like I said, you feel more tense when, when you see that Putin is you know, conducting a lot more missile strikes than he has been. Um, we're in great hands. We have, you know, A-plus security teams, and we're taking every single precaution that we can take. So we're comfortable with it. Um, but there is that element of danger and unpredictability because these are residential buildings that got hit in Kiev over the weekend. An apartment complex got hit. One person died. Six people were injured. And then a playground at a local kindergarten was hit as well. So, and like I said, over 60 missile strikes over the weekend. So it's it's not an outlier here. So it's definitely something that we're watching. Obviously, the G7 summit and the NATO summit starting today in Madrid. Military experts believe that it's it's Putin sort of reacting to that. Um, we'll see if he continues this aggressive posture in the coming weeks, and we'll be here to figure it out. Absolutely. This is Fox News reporter Nate Foy, who's in Lviv, Ukraine, speaking to us about the war right now. I want to get back to something you mentioned early on there, the resolve and just how the Ukrainians have reacted to this war. And you spoke to many of them, including a Ukrainian soldier who just got back from the Donbass region, which might be the key area to either winning or losing this war for Ukraine. When you spoke to that soldier fresh off the battlefield, what was he like? Uh, did he have optimism? Did, was he beat up? He, you know, he, he looked a little tired, but he, he didn't admit to that. He, he's just very determined absolutely sure that Ukraine is going to prevail in this conflict. An incredibly brave man. Um, you know, he, he did say that they are under-resourced. He said that they have, they need 50 times more weapons than they currently have. Uh, he's been fighting in the Donbass region, which, as you mentioned, is, is really the most intense part of this conflict and has been for months. Uh, right now, Lysychansk is the final piece of land in the Luhansk region that is not under Russian control, and it's a bit elevated, so the Ukrainian defense forces there have an advantage in holding that specific town, but once that town goes, if it does, then the entire Luhansk region is under Russian control. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get this one story on air this week. We also spoke with a, a man who um, was from Ukraine, is from Ukraine, went to the United States when the Soviet Union collapsed, has been living in Chicago, uh, Cleveland for the past 30 years, came back to Ukraine when the war started, and is personally raising money to buy supplies and then deliver those supplies to troops on the front lines, including this Ukrainian soldier uh, that we interviewed. So, you know, you ask what the people here in Ukraine are like. I think that he's a perfect example, even though he's been living in America for the past three decades. This guy comes back, he's a father of two, and he's literally driving and narrowly avoiding Russian shelling to help his brothers who are fighting on the front lines for his home country. It's it's unbelievable what these people are going through, and, and their resolve is, is, like I said, very inspiring for sure. 
We're speaking today with one of our reporters in Ukraine. It's Nate Foy, who's in the western city of Lviv and getting a first-hand look at this bloody war. We'll pick the conversation back up on the other side of this break. Well, back to this bombing which happened at the shopping mall in Kremenchuk and what different people have been calling it, you know, whether it's a terror attack, whether it's a Russian military mistake, or maybe if it is a war crime. We've heard that phrase all sorts of times during this conflict, war crimes. It's tough to investigate war crimes while a war zone is going on, obviously, but those prosecutors are there. And you spoke to a Ukrainian prosecutor about war crimes. What kind of evidence are they looking through? And what specifically are they looking for when they're investigating these possible war crimes in Ukraine? Well, they didn't get into specifics about certain investigations when we spoke with the prosecutor general. But what she did tell me is that her office is inundated with just a remarkable amount of cases right now. They're investigating over 15,000 possible war crimes. So that's an unprecedented workload. And it's obviously going to, you know, it's one thing to sort of investigate. And then it's another thing to actually prosecute successfully that war crime. So, uh, you know, not only did we, we speak with her, we were on hand when Attorney General Merrick Garland was there to meet with her, pledging the U.S.'s support and providing resources to help do exactly that and hold war criminals accountable. Um, you know, obviously, we've we've all seen the scenes from places like Bucha um, and Erpine where bodies were left in the street. And, you know, you've heard anecdotes of just the horrible things that have happened throughout this war. She didn't get into specifics, but obviously they're going to be doing everything they can with the help of allies to hold war criminals accountable. Right. Very difficult task and an emotional task, too, because she's trying to do this all as the war rages on there in Ukraine. And obviously people are interconnected throughout the entire country, whether they're related or not. I think this battle interconnects them and that goes all the way up to the president to the general prosecutor to just the everyday person whose life has been interrupted by this terrible war fox news reporter nate foy in lviv ukraine you mentioned the united nations we heard about a security council meeting happening in response to this bombing at the shopping mall in kremenchuk we also heard that vladimir putin has been on the move as well the russian president who's actually meeting with a counterpart of his in tajikistan What have you heard about as far as NATO possibly allowing Ukraine in and Putin and Turkey being able to disrupt that? I can certainly say Ukraine becoming a candidate to join the EU provided a morale boost here, for sure. And speaking to people in Lviv, the Ukrainians that we've come in contact with are very excited about that. But, you know, we've also had, you know, we've gone through some interviews and these people are very educated on the system. Now, Turkey, for example, has been a candidate to join the EU for over two decades, and they're still not a full member for totally different reasons. But, um, you know, a lot of the people in Ukraine are aware of the corruption problems that have plagued this country for a long time. And just because Ukraine's a candidate to join the EU doesn't mean that it's actually going to happen. And they're going to need to make some changes and improvements in order for that dream to actually come to fruition. So, you know, people are, I I think, very excited, especially with the symbolism. And and right now, obviously, with the conflict, any bit of help that this country can get, they're so grateful for. Um, But they know that they have their work cut out for them and that in terms of gaining full membership to the EU, this is really the beginning. 
Fox News reporter Nate Foy in Lviv, Ukraine. Nate, stay safe. Number one priority there. But also, thank you so much for taking the time to bring uh, all this information to people back here in the United States and all over the world. And thanks for being with us here on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine podcast. You got it, John. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.